This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. It is February and it is Black History Month. Black History Month is an annual celebration of achievement by African-Americans and a time for recognizing their central role in U.S. history. Since 1976, every U.S. president has officially designated the month of February as Black History Month. Other countries around the world, including Canada and the United Kingdom, also devote a month to celebrating Black history. It was President Gerald Ford who officially recognized Black History Month in 1976, calling upon the public to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history, end quote. In honor of Black History Month, I am thrilled to celebrate the achievements of Dr. Tiffany Slater. Dr. Tiffany Slater is the CEO and Senior Human Resources Consultant for HR TaylorMade, a human resources consulting company specializing in helping small businesses and nonprofit organizations manage and retain their best talent. Tiffany has over 20 years of HR experience in a variety of industries. She left her very successful career in search for a work-life balance. Through HR TaylorMade, she is able to create joyful work experiences for herself and others. She is a lifelong learner. Besides spending time with her family and friends, one of her greatest joys is sharing her experience to inspire others to push towards and reach their highest level of achievement. Welcome, Dr. Slater. It is so amazing to have you here today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Yes, and this is the part of the show where we do the big reveal. As to what song are we going to be talking about today? So, can I get a drum roll, please? (laughs) Tiffany, what is the song that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today? My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Yes, yes. And I have, okay, true story. I've been listening to that song on repeat all morning. That's how I prepare for podcasts. And I, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm dancing in my, in my seat here. Bobby Brown. So, you know, that was 1988, mm-hmm. 1988. And um, 
I was a mere child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was in high school. <laughs> me too. Me too. That's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it real here. I'll keep it yes. real. <laughs> um, and um, actually, uh, he was nominated for a Grammy. He was yes. nominated for a Grammy uh, for that song mm-hmm. and uh, for Best R&B, Urban Contemporary. So, um, and it went up to number one on the billboard, uh, charts as well. So, yeah. So you picked, you picked a good song. I have to say. I enjoy the song very much. And I'm sure that others will too, once they start listening to it. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm sorry, but that's our very first action item for today is that you guys, listeners out there, as soon as you're done with this podcast, or even pause, take it on pause and go listen to my prerogative, come back, and uh, you'll hear uh, Tiffany's story. So Dr. Slater, tell us your story. Well, um, I picked my prerogative as the song that really resonated with me as a result of my story, because I had gotten to the point in my career where I had what I thought was my dream job. And, you know, this was the job that I really, you know, worked hard to get to. Finally got there, loved the people that I worked with, but I really didn't like the job because it kept me from seeing my children Mm -hmm. as much as I wanted to. I would leave in the morning when they were asleep. I would get home when uh, they were asleep already, uh, ready, you know, to go to bed for the night. And it was really hard. And then, you know, the other thing was my husband, along with having a full-time career, he's also a basketball coach, a head Mm. girls basketball coach. And so for five months out of the year, I was a single mom, (laughs) really. I mean, you know, because he was at practice and games and all that. So on top of this very stressful and demanding job. I have three boys because my nephew was living with us at the time. Oh, wow. I have three boys that I had that were in elementary school that I had to get home, feed, go through homework with, and get myself together because I am an introvert. So I need, just give me five minutes of nothing and nobody, just five minutes. And Patricia, you have boys too. You know that they need you every five minutes. That's right. (laughs) There is no hiding space for mom in the house. (laughs) I just needed like, just give me five minutes as soon as we walk in the door to just breathe and gather myself and I'm yours for the rest of the evening. I couldn't even get that. So I was so, so stressed. But I tell you what, Patricia, I got to the point where my body started Mm. um, displaying the signs of my stress. And I didn't realize that it was as stressful as as my body told me it was. I ended up having two surgeries back to back in different parts of my body, two different doctors. Each one of them said, hey, I found a growth and I need to take it out. So the first time was my thyroid. I had to have it removed because there was a growth. Didn't know if it was cancerous or not. Removed it. While I was recovering from that surgery, my other doctor called and said, found a growth. I need to take it out right away. So I went back to work for about three weeks in between. And I'm saying to myself, God, 
clearly this is stress. It's got to be stress. I, I am not a sickly person. Right. And so I said, if this is not where I'm supposed to be, I really need you to show up in a very clear way. Mm -hmm. And show me what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Probably a week later, I got a phone call from my very first real boss. (laughs) She's like, as a matter of fact, she lived in California at the time. Oh, wow. Doing some consulting here in uh, St. Louis. And she said, you know, I, I met someone who owns a daycare and they want someone to help them with HR, but they want someone that has a school background. And I'm like, well, perfect because I'm in public education right now. Right. So I took the opportunity to work with her while I was on leave. So it was something I could do from the bed really. Mm -hmm. And it was was what I did Uh, just because I wanted to see, is this something that I want to do? And I loved it. I love the freedom. I love the opportunity to be creative in my own way. Yes. I really loved helping another female grow her business. Wow. So I went back to work on November 5th, 2018. And I told them June 30th is my last day. So I gave wow. months notice. Wow. I did. I knew that was what I was supposed to do. Because how else, why else would everything line up that way? Yes. Wow. That's incredible. Yes. So to tie it back to the song. Yes. I got to the point where I said, you know what? It's my prerogative to live the life that I want to live. To move in my purpose or to stay in misery. Which one? Which What do you and I decided to step out on faith. I really, I, I, I told people that it was a faith walk because it was yeah. entrepreneurship for anybody. It's, it's a faith. faith walk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So that's what I did. I just, I, I said, okay, God mm-hmm. told me in the Bible that you will supply every need. You told us you will give us the desires of our heart. I'm going to hold you to that promise. Yes. I'm going to take this faith walk. And he has not disappointed me yet. Wow. So, wow. Now, when did school fit into that? Because you went back to school to study uh, your PhD in human resources. Yes. When did school fit into that time period? So actually, I finished my PhD before I started this job. Oh, wow. I know. I had- Wait a minute. So you were had a full-time job. Yes. You were caring for three people, uh, three boys. Yes. And yes. I was- and a husband. Let's not, they all, they all, uh, you know, guys, you know, yeah. women out there, they all go into one group, right? The male species. So essentially you had the four male species um, and you were a full-time student. Full-time student. Well, non-traditional. Well, well non, yeah, right, right, right. Yes. I was it's in a still- non-traditional program, which was really cool, but um, I, I wasn't in that role at the time. And, and mm-hmm. when I was in school, I had the most supportive ecosystem at work and at home. Um, I had to go away uh, every three weeks or so. I had to go away for the weekend for school. My husband was amazing. My mother, my, my aunt, my whole, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, everybody in. And it was awesome. It was good. Awesome. Yes. Oh, congratulations on all of your success. And And your entrepreneurship, 
So tell me, how is it going? So you made the transition into your into your job. That would be 2019 into your uh, HR tailor made. Yes, I started full time in August of 2019, mm-hmm. and the pandemic hit in March mm-hmm. of 2020. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That happened. Yes. And then that happened. And then that pivoting to online. Yes. 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 And so I really unknowingly really structured my business in an online virtual way anyway. Yes. Um, So that was really good. COVID actually, uh, I hesitate to say this because it's impacted so many people Mm -hmm. in a horrible way, but it's been good to me professionally and in terms of my business, because my business has thrived in the midst of the pandemic. Um, so I'm very, I, I know that that I am blessed in that regard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's right. And, and for myself included, you know, I've taken the year to f- educate myself and go back to school and study and, and been doing that full time. And I feel I also, you know, you know, feel such empathy for those out there that are suffering, that have lost jobs, the frontline nurses, um, our health, all of our healthcare providers, you know, and then at the same time, you know, trying to find like, you know, how can I make a difference? You know, how can I help? And I know, you know, when we get to some sort of normalcy, people are going to need a lot from us and I will be ready to provide and I am ready to provide. And, you know, so I just feel like, how we use our time in COVID is really, we are, we are inherently resourceful people, right? And, you know, how we use our time is important, how we can take this and still be of service to others during this time. And it's great, Dr. Slater, that you've been able to do that and make that impact throughout this challenging time. Yes. Yes. I I just, um, and quite frankly, uh, Patricia, I, have a habit of helping anyway. I don't, I'm not one of those people who charges for everything. You don't even have to know me and you can send me an email. Hey, I got an HR question and I will likely answer your question. Um, Yes. I just believe that it's just, everything doesn't have to be so complicated. I mean, it just doesn't, it's a question. Why not? I can help you. So yes. It's that we'll get to your strengths, but it's, it's generosity and on a high level, that altruism. So with that, tell us, you took the VIA Strengths Assessment, Character Strengths Assessment. You guys, this assessment is, is amazing, and I highly recommend everybody take it. Um, it really does describe your character strengths to your core. And the benefit is that, you know, we go through life sometimes being blinded. We don't know our strengths. And by knowing our strengths, it just gives us extra tools in our toolbox to use during obstacles and to recognize whether we are truly working within our strengths and our purpose. Dr. Slater, tell us your top 10 via character strengths. Okay. Love, spirituality, gratitude, honesty, love of learning, bravery, teamwork, fairness, appreciation of beauty and excellence and leadership. Tell us though, how, how you see you've spotted those strengths in the story that you uh, told us. I I mean, there are uh, several of them I can spot, obviously spirituality. uh, It it was the theme throughout my transformation, if you will. 
love of self and love of family also because while it was a difficult decision, it was it was necessary. It, there was no other choice for me to make. Gratitude, I begin that because I was really grateful that my mother introduced me to God and to Christianity and to faith because that really has sustained me in so many ways throughout my life. And I, I was also very grateful for my husband's level of spirituality. So that showed up in a lot of ways that, that I had not expected. Mm-hmm. Um, honesty, one of the things that I pride myself in is that I'm pretty honest with myself. And honestly, probably many women are harder on themselves than, than we deserve to be. But one of the things that I can can say is I know I was not my best self at mm-hmm. my last job because I was miserable. Right. I was miserable. So I could be honest about that. Yes. Um, love of learning. That's so easy. That's an easy yeah. one. Yeah. I yeah. am a lifelong learner. Who in their right mind gets a PhD? <laughs> so much work. It is so much work. But you really do have to love to learn. Yes. Um, so, yes. And bravery. Mm. You know, I've been dependent upon a corporate check mm-hmm. forever. Yep. To step away from that and to step out and trust God for uh-huh. my checks. That was that was bravery. Yes. So, uh, yes. And then. So interesting. Leadership. I think mm. that. You know, just by taking that step, I believe that that shows my children how to take charge of their lives in ways that maybe they might not have otherwise been able to be exposed to. My husband has been an entrepreneur for a while, but I don't know that that would have impacted them as much as seeing their mother do the same thing. Yes. So. And their choice of females for the future. Yes. Yes. Yeah, or persons, you know, so that's, that's uh, really interesting. Yes. And so, so spot on. Yes. Hopefully I've raised the bars substantially. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. <laughs> I mean, good luck. <laughs> to all the ladies out there, good luck. <laughs> oh, yes. So I love your strengths. Like, and, and you're, I think you might be the first guest that has love as number one. And, you know, love is the virtue is humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's so fitting that you're in HR, you know, yes. uh, hum, you're in the right place with number one love and, and the virtue of, of humanity. It's also in the very top five for life satisfaction. So this is this research actually comes from Dr. Nemec's book. It's called Character uh, Strengths Interventions is the name of the book. So uh, this is where all my research comes from. And I have been studying with him uh, for a few months. So, but this particular one, love, facilitates empathy, tolerable forgiveness in relationships. So it contributes to long and healthy relationships. So you've been married for quite some time, yes? And say quite some time, but we yes. this will be 13 years in that's, August. That's yeah. long time commit that's commitment, you know, yes. and that long relationships. And I imagine you have friends from even your childhood that you still keep in touch with. 
There are six of us and we've been best friends since elementary and middle school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that love is one of those um, that really facilitates those long lasting relationships and commitment. Yes. And then gratitude is also one of your top five. It's your number two strength. And it's most associated, actually, is that right? Or is that spirituality? It's number number three. Spirituality is number two. two. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. And what I love about uh, gratitude, uh, I'll go to gratitude and then we'll go back to spirituality, is that it's most associated also with life satisfaction. That's why I had grouped them together. So you are living in, you're living a nice life of satisfaction. And we'll talk about how honesty then played into that. And then also you have a meaningful life, you know, things that are, as you're going through life, you see the meaning. Um, and then also there's a lot of psychological and uh, physical uh, benefits as well to practicing gratitude regularly. So amazing that you see that strength. And so let's go back to spirituality. Yes. Spirituality is linked to um, altruism. And you're very much about the greater good. Like even what you said, audience, I'm sure you guys heard, you know, um, when she said, you know, I'll answer an email if you guys have a question, because it's really about being of service. And that was just speaking right into your strength of spirituality. And then also your spirituality and your relationship with God and faith. And, um, and then also surrounding yourself with your husband and your mom who introduced you to God. So mm-hmm. definitely that deeper meaning and expansiveness mm-hmm. that a, a spirituality brings. Then we go into honesty and honesty is courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the virtue of courage. And what's interesting with this one in particular, which I, I love is, and you said it and you said it was that for you, you had to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You weren't at your best and somebody who has that in their top five you know, when you're using that strength, because that's one that has strength blindness from time to time. But when you are act, when you are using that strength, you're going to see that, you know what? I'm not living in my purpose right now. I'm not mm-hmm. living in my best life the way I'm in my best, right? And, you know, so it's so interesting that you were able to lean into that strength to make those changes. Yes. And um, yeah, so So honesty, and that goes around, like you had said, bravery is in your top, leadership Mm -hmm. is in your top. So I can see how all of those strengths, you know, really helped you uh, throughout that. Amazing. For sure. And, you know, I I also think that uh, a lot of this has to do with the fact that I'm a Libra. (laughs) 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 I'm a Libra. Then there's that too. (laughs) So, yes. Tell tell me about Libras. I don't know as much about that. So, uh, Libras, if you read about the characteristics, um, we are fair. We are able to see both sides of a situation. Mm. So if you are telling me, Tiffany, you did blah, 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 I can probably go into myself and go inward and say, you know what, she's right. And and where some people may automatically say, well, no, I didn't do that. You did that. But we can see both sides of the story because we're being we're trying to be fair. We don't like when people are mistreated. Mm-hmm. That is that does not go over well for us. We are very loyal people. What else? There was another characteristic that came to mind. We also don't suffer fools very well. Yeah. <laughs> so what I mean by that is. Yes. Foolishness does not bode well with us. Just be honest and and, and mm-hmm. be 
authentic mm-hmm. with us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't that interesting? And that plays right into your honesty as well. You know, so they, it's almost like they go, they go hand in hand. It's so interesting. Yes. So yeah, I, I love this conversation and it's, you know, I just encourage our, you know, listeners to, to take the VA assessment, get that knowledge for yourself. And it really does show up. It shows up. And, and just for those that, um, you know, I've actually taken this assessment twice. And what's so interesting is that, you know, things may have shifted a little bit, like humor and love of learning kind of swapped spaces for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that may have just been that I was using one strength more than the other at the time, exercising it more. But really, my top 10 were still my top 10. They just might yeah. shift order a little bit, depending on which ones I'm leaning into more at that time. So it really is interesting how accurate it is and, and consistent. So, yeah. I, and it's free and it's free uh, character strength assessment. So, yeah. Well, thank you uh, for introducing me to it. I, I am familiar with, with several other assessments. Yes. And these align very well with the other assessments that, I, that I'm familiar with. So thank you. I love leading with strengths. I love the concept of that. Oftentimes, as you know, like we had, you touched on it earlier, that as women, we're really hard on ourselves and you know, how can we lean into what are our attributes and how we can continue to do better and be better and have that knowledge. Absolutely. And as a leader at any level of leadership, it's important that we know who we are Mm -hmm. and uh, doing these assessments help us to understand where we need to lean in more. Uh, Let's talk about an action item for our audience. Besides listening to, you know, Bobby Brown's uh, My Prerogative (laughs) and dancing around. So Dr. Slater, what would be a great action item for our listeners today? Well, a couple things, actually. I, I think that it's always good to pay it forward. I haven't done this in quite a while, but being in a McDonald's line or a Starbucks line and picking up the tab for the person uh, behind me, yes. um, I've done it at uh, the Waffle House before. <laughs> so I, I just think that any way that we could put a smile on someone else's face right now in the midst of all of this craziness that we are experiencing and in the midst of all the hate that is has gotten out of control. I think that putting a smile on someone else's face in that way uh, could definitely go a long way. The other thing that would be awesome, find a business owned by a person of color and support them. Look for them. And I mean, there there are tons, tons, be it product-based business, a service-based business. I found, and I can't think of, I can't find it online, but this is like lipstick in here. This is oh my gosh, beautiful. Like, yes. And it's an African-American owned business. I wish I could tell you the name of it, but I can't remember. Yes. Um, it's so know, cute, guys. It's shaped it like a bow tie, uh, a lipstick in a, a bow tie case. It's yes. so awesome. So, I mean, there's just so many things that we could do to support other people in general. But I would say as a specific call to action, Find your favorite, make it a mission to find a business that is owned by a person of color. Make it your favorite. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to be on that today. And uh, so thank you for that. That's such, that's perfect. Um, Especially um, as we're moving into, you know, Black History Month. And, you know, I know 
I'm still on cloud nine from the inauguration and uh, just that week of celebration Mm -hmm. and progress. I would say the three words that I think of are hope, unity, and progress. Like those three words. Yes. And for me, I guess my three words would be excitement, Mm. (laughs) progress, Yes, and I, I would I would have to echo uh, hope. Yes, and 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 especially leading right into Black History Month, what a gift! And it's about time. And uh, woman, woman of color, also Indian, African American descent. So it's just so exciting. And she is my sorority sister. I don't know her <gasps> personally, but yay, Kiwi. Yes. Kamala Harris. (laughs) Yes. What was the name of the sorority? Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes. AKA. AKA. (laughs) Yes. That's wonderful. What a great connection. What a great connection. And you are inspiring, you know, and with, you know, with, with your story is incredible how you had that bravery to, and that honesty to really look at you know, what you were doing and then how you could live in your purpose and taking that big step and having that faith. And I look at you, uh, Dr. Slater, and I, I think of inspiration and I was happy to have you on this episode to celebrate you today. And, you know, can I say this to uh, Patricia? One of the things that I didn't say, I know that a lot of people are afraid to take that step and they, they have a lot of what ifs mm-hmm. and, you know, what if I fail? What if I don't make any money. I, I would say, what if you don't even, what, what, what if you stay where you are? Yes. What if they lay you off? What if you get fired? Are you going to sit there and continue with the what ifs or, or are you going to take a chance on yourself? I made really good money and I had no idea that it was in God's plan to pay me more in my first year of business. Wow. No idea in a pandemic. So yes. when I tell you that it is possible, it is possible. Beautiful words there. Beautiful words. Thank you for that. I'm going to leave it at that. Beautiful. Well, we need to get to the 80s trends. This is the final part of our show. Since we both were in high school in the 80s, can we take a trip down uh, memory lane? And you know what would be in your closet in oh the 80s? Gosh. Parachute pants. Mm. Mini skirts. Yes. <laughs> Chucks. Oh, yeah. Jelly bean shoes, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> these white canvas shoes. We used to call them white girls. What, is that what you, what did you guys call them? The, oh, I don't remember, actually. Uh, I don't know. White canvas shoes. We got them from, I don't know, anywhere, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, really cheap. What else would I have? Well, mm-hmm. Jellies. I mean, I remember the jelly shoes and nothing like, uh, I grew up in Tennessee, so nothing like a hot, humid day walking around and sloshing around in your jellies, you know, those little holes that are in the jellies, they don't help so much. You're still sweating. You're, you know, my feet, my size 10 shoe is probably a nine and a half by the time I took them off. Yes. Well, you know what? You're speaking (laughs) my language because I have a long foot too. And that drove me crazy. But my mother used to always tell me, your feet fit your body. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yes, exactly. definitely. <laughs> but yes, I had leg warmers. 
Yes. I love my leg warmers. I had purple yes. ones. I remember the eighties being full of color mm. and like multiple colors, not just mm. the colors of the season, but like every color in the rainbow yeah. at one time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it was, it looks good. It, was it like, sure oh did. My gosh, that looks so good. Yes. And right now, I would be looking like, who dropped the whole paint store on that person? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And that's my favorite part about the 80s and being on this podcast is that I too, I you'll rarely see me without some sort of color because I do feel like the 80s just, you know, represented color, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, brightness and, and being yes. daring. So, so mm-hmm. good. And then favorite shows. Did you have a favorite show? You know what? So A Different World was was my favorite show. And then also, too, while I'm sitting here talking to you, I remember I loved In Living Color. Yes. I loved it. I have like season one downstairs on DVD, but it was just so fun. So fun. J-Lo, right? And wasn't Paula Abdul on that as well? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. All the fly girls. Yes. And, you know, all the Wayans and uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It was such a great show. I had, yeah, I had forgotten about that one. And then um, In Living Color was, uh, not In Living Color, but you just said it, A Different World. So good. And that came on after Fam. What was it? Uh, which it came on after another show that was wasn't possible. it after the Cosby show? Cosby show? Yes, exactly. Came yes. on right after that. Yes, yes, so good. I, so I might good. have said the Cosby show was my favorite, but I didn't want to. I know. I loved the Cosby show. Like it was honestly, so good. Yeah, it yeah, was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I it, feel it, sad it, when I think about it. I, it's such a bummer, right, to have that knowledge now. And yeah, I, I know, but it was a great quality show. So the writers did a great job, right? We can look at the writers. We can look at the other actors on the show and say, "Wow, you know, um, yes. outstanding, excellent." Yes. Yes. And um, well, how do we get a hold of you uh, via social media, via your website? Uh, we want to make sure that our listeners can get a hold of you, especially if they have any HR questions or need some help with their business. Yeah. So I am at uh, hrtailormade.com. That's H R T A I. L-O-R-M-A-D-E.com, hrtailormade.com. And I'm also at hrtailormade on all social media platforms. LinkedIn is my, you know, name, uh, Tiffany Slater, Tiffany E. Slater. There are actually three Tiffany Slaters in my family. So, oh, wow. I know. So I always use my middle initial to distinguish myself. Yeah. So that's it. Yes. So good. Well, thanks again for being here and uh, for the conversation and until next time. Yes. Thank you so much. Until next time, listen to 80s music. (laughs) Exactly. We all have our marching orders. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration 
next Motivational Music Monday.